Hello, and welcome to another edition of Stargate Sundays here on 7 Days to Rock and Stone, Guardians. Um, Ryan is out and a little busy this week, and um, we're running a little late on our uh, distribution schedule, but uh, we're going to get this one out for you. So it's just going to be me. Um, so today, we are going over uh, Fire and Water. It's a pretty interesting episode. Uh, we're going to see some... <clears throat> Some new characters, a new alien race, and we're going to get right into it so that I can get you guys a, a little conversation with me. Um, so this one, uh, episode named Fire and Water, October 17, 1997 is the air date. Not a whole lot happened in the uh, history of what was going on in 1997, so I'm just going to skip that. Unfortunately, nothing cool happened, and then get right into uh, video game history. Uh, as far as video games go, there was a couple of interesting ones that came out uh, a couple of days before this episode. Uh, Age of Empires. Some of you are probably uh, aware it's a real-time strategy video game based on history. Uh, it was developed by Ensemble and published by Microsoft. And um, I think it's still going today, if I'm not mistaken. Um, also, Mortal Kombat 4. Mortal Kombat 4 was a really good video game, in my opinion. I remember playing the original three uh, Mortal Kombats and then waiting so long in between them and uh, Mortal Kombat 4 and it finally came out on N64 and I was, uh, I was playing it all the time. It wasn't very good, but I was playing it all the time. Uh, so those were, the, those were the big video games that had come out. Let's get into some TV and movie history. This was a pretty big day uh, when it came to... Um, movies, but let's get into the television first. Uh, so yeah, nothing really happened in the uh, immediate TV history. I believe the actress Mrs. Roper, who played Mrs. Roper, uh, had pa passed away on this particular uh, couple of days before, actually. Um, but that's it for really television history. However, in film history, there were a lot of really good films that came out on this particular day. The one specifically that I'd like to remember is Bean came out. It was directed by uh, Mel Smith. Uh, Mel Smith, some of you probably seen in Brain Donors, along with John Turturro. That was a really good film. It was probably one of my childhood definition films. It was very good. Uh, but Rowan Atkinson and Bean, this is where Mr. Bean had come to the um, American side of things and gotten himself a little bit of a, a movie. And um, it's classic. You should watch it. It's all about uh, Whistler's mother and um, Bean's adventures in California. Uh, another big film that came out was The Devil's Advocate. Some of you may know that it had Al Pacino and uh, Keanu Reeves. Also very good film. Uh, runs a little long in the beginning, but then gets crazy at the end. Uh, I enjoyed it. I can't say anything bad about it, other than the fact that it runs, runs a little, uh, little long in the beginning. Um, I Know What You Did Last Summer also came out same day. Um, and Playing God with uh, David Duchovny and Angelina Jolie. I don't quite remember this film, uh, but the other three that I mentioned I, I, I'm very familiar with. Those were pretty cultural defining uh, movies. And that's it for the TV and movie history for that day. Uh, this episode was written by Brad Wright and Catherine Powers. Uh, I believe most of you know who those are. Catherine Powers being one of Ryan's least favorite writers. But she's redeemed herself because this is actually a very, very good episode. 
um, where we could see a lot of Daniel and a little bit more history in him. Not a lot, but you can infer some things based on uh, what you get to see in the episode. Brad Wright being one of the creators for Stargate SG-1, so we're pretty familiar with him. Um, the director for this episode, however, Alan Eastman. We don't actually know a lot about Alan Eastman because this is his first and only directing credit. Actually, his first and only um, credit at all with uh, SG-1 and Atlantis and Universe. That's okay. He's a pro- He was pretty prominent uh, before that. He did The Outer Limits, Poltergeist The Legacy. He did a couple of episodes of Sliders, um, some RoboCop episodes. Dracula series, which I'm not super familiar with, but um, seems interesting. Did some episodes for Andromeda and Star Trek Voyager. Actually, he did a couple of episodes for Star Trek Voyager. One of them is actually one of my absolute favorites. Uh, It's called Relativity. That's the episode where Seven of Nine is pulled into the Federation's timeship Relativity, and so she can help defuse a temporal bomb that's apparently been planted on Voyager by a rogue time agent. So, it is one of the best episodes that um, Voyager ever had, mostly because it had more Jerry Ryan, and I think she's a fantastic actress, and I love that they brought her back for um, Star Trek Picard, because she's a fantastic actress, and she made Seven of Nine, who was already a great character, into an even better character, because now she's less naive and, and innocent. She's more badass and um, experienced. So check that out when you get a chance. That is um, Season 5, Episode 23, Relativity for Voyager. Highly recommended by me. Let's go over the uh, synopsis for the episode. So this particular episode is called Fire and Water, like I said. Here is the synopsis. Uh, SG-1 has returned Earth... Uh, convinced that Dr. Daniel Jackson is dead. While they mourn, they begin to have the feeling that their memories were faked uh, to make it look like he died, but he is still alive. Their theories turn out to be correct when Jackson has actually been imprisoned by an One named Nem to extract information regarding the whereabouts of his mate, Amaroka. So this is a sort of a singular uh, episode where it's Mostly Daniel Jackson and um, One, or sorry, Nem, the One, who have conversation about uh, Amaroka, even though it's been thousands of years since he has seen Amaroka. So it's going to be pretty interesting. Daniel Jackson goes through a bit of torture, so these are those types of episodes where he sort of forges himself into the badass that he later becomes later in the series. Um, so this is definitely a good stepping point for him. Let's go over some characters and places. Planet in question is um, Onus, I believe. O-A-N-N-E-S. And the designation for that planet is P3X-866. Uh, it is home to the One species. However, the only one that we ever run into is uh, Nem, and this is the only time that we ever run into this this particular culture, which seems weird since they're supposedly um, the ones fighting the gold for thousands of years in the Milky Way. You know, it, it's just weird that we don't run into them ever again, but what are you going to do? I imagine since 
it didn't seem really important. And the fact that I guess their population is, is under a couple hundred thousand, it doesn't seem necessary to do the, do anything of them. They're an interesting species. They're completely, uh, aquatic or semi-aquatic. They require hydrator suits to keep themselves alive outside of water. Uh, otherwise they have to exist purely inside of water. This particular character, Nem, um, is obviously still in mourning over his beloved, although for a human, thousands of years would seem like enough time to have gotten over the mourning. But um, it's possible when you think about it that uh, after a few thousand years, when you are presented with a creature who comes from the planet that he lost his beloved, that you would decide to go a little crazy and um, try and figure out what's going on, which is sort of what he did. Uh, now, Nem is played by uh, Gerard Plunkett. Gerard Plunkett being a character that we should be familiar with. Gerard Plunkett actually played uh, High Counselor Tuplo in The Broker Divide. So from the planet of the touched, as we remember it. Uh, I didn't know this. This is actually pretty good news, uh, unknown news for me. Uh, he's an Irish actor. We've seen him in in in, uh, in the Broker Divide before. Other than that, I don't really want to go too far into his history because well, all we need to know is how good he was as High Counselor Tuplo. But um, let's move on to um, the episode. Uh, so for this episode, because uh, Ryan's not here too much, I'm not going to really do a synopsis uh, summary like we normally would do. I'm going to watch the movie or watch the show and have you guys listen along with me. So let us get in to the episode. And a one, and a two, and a how about you? Sergeant Harriman. Especially the mineral scans. I'll pass this on to SG4. They'll be geared up and ready for departure by 1100 hours. Thank you, Sergeant. Off-world activation. Repeat. Off-world activation. Oh, no, it's Master Sergeant Harriman who usually is the one that does that. Is there anyone due back? No, sir. Incoming traveler. Repeat. Uh-oh. We're in trouble. Watch as they get every single person ready. Looks like SG1, sir. Open the irons. Get a medical team down there. Medical team report to Stargate room. Medical team report to Stargate room. I love how in the early episodes they seem to take this this type of stuff really, really seriously, but later on they don't. Got sprayed with fire hoses. Daniel Jackson. He didn't make it, sir. Daniel's dead, sir. 
no way. Feel free to go ahead and skip the intro, unless you actually want to watch it. I feel like they should be wearing more than just gloves. He's gone, isn't he? Why can't I stop shaking? You're still in shock, Captain. It's all right. You're gonna be all right. Can I get another warm blanket here, please? Just want you to take some slow, deep breaths for me. Every single computer monitor in this show always seems to have something going on in the background, even though it probably has nothing to do with what's going on in the foreground. Gotta love it. Relax, Tilt. They're just trying to take your blood pressure. It's all right. That can wait for now. Tilt, you can go and change if you want to. Hey, it can't be the first time anyone's ever, ever tried to give him a blood pressure cup. No. Can I get to look straight ahead, please? What? What is that? It's a pen light. I'm sorry, you must be photosensitive. You think? It's all right, Colonel. We can do this after debriefing or even tomorrow. Subtle things that happen. I went through the Stargate at precisely 0700 this morning. The world we found on the other side appeared to be uninhabited. So there was no immediate sign of danger? There were these holes, volcanic gas. I took some soil samples to test for minerals. Daniel. Take your time. He said. He said, Colonel, help me. And then he was gone. Gone? Engulfed. In fire, sir. There was nothing you could have done, Colonel. No, I swear to God, sir, I tried to get through him, but the heat was... It... It blasted toward us. And, and what did you do then? This entire show was gifted with way too good actors. A lake, or a sea, maybe. We all submerged ourselves. That's what saved us. And by then? By then, Daniel was gone. There was nothing. Nothing left. 
I ordered the team to evacuate. We'll send a team through to recover the body. No, sir. It's too volatile for Sam and Eric. The whole area is very unstable. It's a hard thing to what a load of crap. The team. If there's anything I yes, dismissed. General, I have a few more tests to run, but I've got the results back from my initial exams. And? Well, except for some minor contusions, uh, photosensitivity, which I can probably blame on exposure to volcanic gases in the atmosphere, they're fine. Frankly, General, I'm more worried about their post-traumatic symptoms. When your lives depend on each other, you form very deep bonds. Theirs is a very dangerous job. Uh, yes, of course, sir. It's just I, I can't help but be concerned. Call it intuition. The best thing we can do is get them on another mission. I plan to put them back in the rotation as soon as I can assign a replacement for Dr. Jack. No, sir. I don't agree. I want to keep them under observation for several days at least. My experience, Doctor, it's best for the surviving members of the Sir, team to go... with all due respect, your experience doesn't include gate travel to another planet, nor does anyone else's experience for that matter. Several days at least, I insist. Very well, I'll put them on stand down for seven days. Thank you, sir. Go, Dr. Frazier. It's like every single type of science fiction has their own way of marking a funeral for somebody. Like with Stargate, or sorry, Star Trek, they usually end up sending a pod out, a torpedo pod out. With a Stargate, I wonder where they send them. Abydos? A random planet they know is not going to be a problem? That's very cool. I just like the way that they do that. Seems like he's getting full military honors even though he wasn't a member of the military. Daniel Jackson made this place happen. As a member of SG-1, he was our voice, uh, our conscience. He was a very courageous man. He was a good man. For those of us lucky enough to have known him, he was also a friend. them extras make sure they're doing what they're doing seems like they are I think they actually had real members of the military do this
This looks extraordinarily solemn. Commend Daniel Jackson's spirit to the universe he opened up for us. And pledge to continue our journey of discovery in his memory. May he rest in peace. Now, if he's a prisoner, why isn't he tied up or something? There's a pine cone in the background. <laughs> Most unusual thing to find in an underground or an underwater lair. Frickin' pine cone. <laughs> Ah, yes, another one of Teal's great hats. So we're sitting around eating some very welcome to Jurassic Park. Cuisine. Daniel tells Charay he's going to show us this cartouche thing, but before we leave, she stands up, plants a kiss on him, that makes his face disappear for a day. Just describing a scene from the movie. I do not understand this ritual. It's called a wake. Chulak, when someone dies, it is custom to not eat for three days and nights. Yeah, well, a wake is like a big party, supposed to give the departed a jolly send off. Sam, Teal, glad you made it. Something to drink? They're all dressed up and he's just wearing jeans and a t shirt. I must refrain. There's food upstairs. Tinsel in the background, too. To the uh, right of Daniel, it looks like there's tinsel. Daniel. Daniel Jackson. You? My friends, the, the others who came here with me. Good welcome. It's a very old earth writing. It's cuneiform. I mean, it's the first kind of writing we've ever found on, on my world. Okay. 
Arcadian, not Sumerian, so... It's a tough one. Let me think. <clears throat> Reveal. Fate. Omar Aka. Reveal fate, Omaraka. Reveal fate, Omaraka. Omaraka, what is that? That's you? No, something else? Reveal fate, Omaraka. I'm sorry, I, I, I don't know what you want me to do. I don't know what you want me to do. I don't understand. Well, I mean, it seems pretty simple. Reveal the fate, man. Come on. It's real impressive that you can remember cuneiform. Where's <laughs> Kari just destroyed? on your mind, Colonel. Retirement, actually. You don't mean that. I think I do. Well, I can't let you do that at the moment. I got an assignment for SG-1. Dr. Jackson's apartment needs to be closed by Stargate personnel. National security aside, you're probably the closest thing he had to the family. It's not an order, it's a request. Yes, sir. Why don't you come join the others in the back? Yes, sir. Ever notice how General Hammond... Oh, shit, it was General Hammond's car! General Hammond always seems to speak with his teeth staying still. It's crazy. To prove the accuser shall be put to death. Okay. That's interesting. What the hell does it mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I know, I know what it is. It is the, the legal code of some ancient Babylonian king, probably 2000 BC. The question is, what does it have to do with me? I want to see my friends. I'm not, I'm not going to translate another word of this until you let what speech. This one? Uh, it's Acadian. What? Speech? Uh, oh, uh, English. It's it's much more modern. What? Fate. Amaroka. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Look, my friends and I, we came here in peace. We're, we're explorers. We'll share information if we have it. What? Fate. Amaroka. I, I, I don't, I don't know. <sighs> Amaroka. Nourishment. What was that caviar? Sleep. Look, um, I can't. I can't tell you what I don't know. You will, or you will die. Damn. 
wow, look at these. Expedition journals, one for each planet we visited. One for Abydos. Just let him chill with those. Colonel O'Neill thinks I'm a geek. I have no idea how to get us back. I'll never get paid. Oh, wow. He must have written this right after we got back. Shari is gone. Jack says we'll find her. If anyone can, he can. Oh, come on. That's his diary. I mean, what's he gonna think of... they're gonna do with all this stuff maybe give it to a museum lock it away in the Indiana Jones I think that's why he said museum he was referencing the fact that they're gonna bury it like this is a game from something from warehouse 13 or uh, it is called the Jekyll and the Hound it belonged to Indiana Jones like Daniel Jackson and I once played he said it made him feel as though he were touching history. Whoa. What? What is it? You all right? Uh, I, I just had this image in my mind. It's the second time. What was it? Water under... Bubbles rising? That is correct. I have experienced it as well. I'm telling you, something is wrong. Yeah, what's wrong here, Colonel, is that Daniel is dead. Is he? You were there. We were all there. Then why don't I believe it? I mean, I keep expecting him to walk through the door. I, I, I keep getting these... If anyone doesn't understand that, Jack has lost a bunch of friends. Seems pretty likely he would understand that this is not a normal reaction to death. I demand that I be allowed to speak with them. They are gone. They would not leave without me. You are no more. They think that I'm... This memory I gave them so they would not return. Why? Why are you doing this? You <laughs> are oldest. You know of Babylon. They must understand. They must understand how difficult it was for this actor to uh, to talk in this all this prosthetic stuff. They must have kept the speech pretty simple. What on earth in in Babylon? Yes. And you don't know what's happened to her. That was four thousand years ago. Knowledge. You have knowledge of Babylon, yes, but only a, a small amount of knowledge has survived all that time. The knowledge is there in your mind. Okay, you are asking me to remember something that happened thousands and thousands of years before I was born. To tell you something that I, I couldn't possibly know. You deceive. Why? God, why, why, why would I do that? You serve the gold. No. No! Now, I lost my wife, my, my mate, because of the ghoul. They took her from me, and I despised them for that. Then tell me, what 
Throwing a temper tantrum for someone who's over 4,000 years old. Treating everyone like a child. Especially himself. Now, low levels would account for depression, but not these other effects. Come here. I want you to take a look at this. This dark spot here appears on all of your scans. Now, it's almost too small an anomaly to worry about, but for the fact that it's in virtually the same part of the cortex. They're not calling it an unscheduled one, they're just calling it an off world activation. That's interesting. Oh, it's because it's a dream sequence. Nope, sorry. What, what are you looking for? I just... I thought Daniel Jackson was returning. Oh my god, I thought the same thing. Why? Is he gone or isn't he? You, you saw it happen. Somebody want to tell me what the hell is going on? Because I'm starting to lose it here. Doctor? General, there, uh, there seems to be some question in their minds as to whether or not Dr. Jackson is dead. Well, you three were the only witnesses. If you're denying what you saw... No, sir. I saw him die. We all did. I know he's gone. But I know he's still alive. Whoa. Existential there, bud. Sir, we've got to go back. You're not going anywhere but the infirmary. You're playing right into the alien's hands there, General. I want to know what's going on, Doctor. One of our people could still be out there. Yes, sir. Probably only works on fish hands there, Dan. You cannot leave this place. You will tell me all you know of Babylon. Do you know how much has been lost? Great libraries burned to the ground, cities destroyed by wars. Most of our history is buried in time. You are afraid. Yes, I'm afraid. I'm afraid that you're asking the impossible of me and you will not allow me to return home. Amaroka was afraid. On Earth? Yes. Of what? Of who? I mean, give me something to work with here, a, a time frame. Babylon. This particular interaction seems like a very good stepping stone for the forging of the type uh, of man that Daniel ends up becoming later. Balance. 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 Yes. Yes. Um, 
spell us something. Yes, in the writings of Barossus, a contemporary of Alexander the Great, he studied some very old ancient Babylonian texts pre-flood. <clears throat> Tell me more. Avaroka feared Belus. Yes, yes, he was a, a conqueror. Tell me more, I need more. <sighs> Come on. Come on, you cannot expect to remember every book, every text that I studied 10 or 12 years ago. Come back to Earth with me. My, my books, my library, they're all there. You serve the Goa'ul. No! God, no! How many times do I have to tell you no? It is the fate of humans that Amaroka could not prevent. Amaroka came to Earth to fight the ghoul. That is why she came to Earth? People owe her a great debt. She failed. No. No, there was a, an uprising, a rebellion in ancient Egypt. I mean, maybe she helped plant the seed. Gold are among you, within you. Tilk. You think because Tilk carries around a larval ghoul? No, you see, he joined us in a fight against the ghoul. You see, in the years, in the thousands of years since Amaroka was there, we have become a civilization that rivals that of the ghoul. That's how far we've come. We are free. If you just come back with me, I can show you. Knowledge is here. It looks awfully dry for being an aquatic creature. Tune. Want to explain to me what this mood music is all about? Dr. McKenzie said it might help you remember more specifically what happened if you listen. We're simply using these sounds as a tool to increase your level of concentration, Colonel. Well, it's very distracting. Look, we're trying to play. <laughs> I love this face from. Big Papa T. He's completely focused. What a face. feelings about Daniel. I know he's dead. I know he's alive. Both realities can't be true, yet both seem to be. It's a conflict that will have to be resolved before I'll authorize your return to active duty, Colonel. My friends, the others who came here with me, you made them think that I was lost to them. Dead? Yes. How? I gave them the memory of your death. If you can influence memory like that, why don't you search my mind? When you say the memory is in there, that I must have come across it years ago and I, I just don't remember. Yes. Then take it. I mean, if you have the power, if you have the technology, use it. 
it would damage. Well, given my options, I am willing to take the risk. I am not. Look. I don't have 4,000 years. Maybe you can afford to search all that time, but I can't. Those contacts have got to be pretty painful to put on. They die. Well, I would rather die than stay here in the knowledge that I will never see my wife or my friends again. Badass. The uh, fire Daniel was caught in lashed out toward us. Sir, how many times are we going to have to go through this? Try to bear with me, Colonel. How long do you estimate you were on the other side of the gate? Uh, 20 minutes, 25 maybe. Half hour tops. Tilk? I concur. You were gone almost four hours. I don't think that's possible, sir. I can show you the mission logs if you want. What happened to the other three and a half hours? I've had a great deal of success with hypnosis. Says this random dude who we never see again. You know, I'm not a big fan of that bark like a chicken, cluck like a dog stuff. Colonel, please. Hypnosis is a modern therapeutic practice. On me, I do not believe your procedure will be successful. General, can't we go about this the old-fashioned way? Request permission to go back through that gate and find out what the hell happened. No! Sir, we can't do that. I, I don't know why I just said that. If that isn't a conditioned response, I don't know what is. Who the hell are you, dude? Someone's been messing with our heads. There is one way to find out. Colonel, I've had some experience with hypnosis in an undergrad psych course. Let me take a shot at it. the freaking hell is with this dude and his you're now completely relaxed I want you to go back to the day you last saw Daniel he's with you now can you see him yes he's burning no go back further you've just arrived now look around and tell me where you are water you're standing next to water Salt water. Looks like some kind of ocean.
What's that thing out there? Bubble, bubble, bubble. Did you see that? It's coming right towards us. It could have been some crazy wildebeest, and you guys are just standing there. Kind of looks like he's got six fingers. Uh, it's it's cuneiform. I think he wants to know if we're from the world that built Babylon. Daniel, this is Jack. <laughs> Help him! I want you to move on to what happened next. Holy crap. Darkness. Cold. Wet. Somebody turn the damn light off. We're going back. The memory of your history, your race, is within you. Beneath the surface. I hope so. You may be damaged. I understand. You could die. We don't really have a choice, do we? Remember Amaroka. 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 Well, it's glass furniture. And in that place there was Amaroka. A woman who came forth from the heavenly egg. I can't! I can't! Who walked among men by day, but at night, she would retreat to the great sea to sleep. One of the beings called Owns. Yes. Amaroka. Yes. Amaroka. Whoa! The god 
Mount Bellus came down onto Babylon, onto the place of Amaroka, and cut the woman asunder. Oh, God! Oh, God, he killed her. Turn it off, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's all I ever knew, I swear. He was a ghoul. Yes. He murdered my love. I'm sorry. What a fantastic prosthetic job. This time, Cap. Didn't even take a deep breath, and now he's just going to go through the water. I've been in water fully clothed and it is a very uncomfortable. Nam, you have your answer. Now let us go. You may go. I'm sorry I couldn't give you the answer you wanted. I am sorry also. We could still become friends, your people and, and mine. That's why we were here. We meant no harm. Listen, Cap, you're not part of this. And then we never see him again. And in time, Daniel, you will find what fate Share. Colonel's like, I don't, I don't know what happened, but whatever, man. Yeah, Beth. Tell us about it over sushi. That's funny. I will after I go get some sleep. Ah, home. Yeah, about that apartment. Oh, you didn't. The uh, day after the memorial service. Memorial service? Colonel said some really nice things. He. He did. <laughs> he did? And that was the episode. What an episode it was. Uh, good good ending at the end there with um, 
Daniel complaining a little bit about what happened to his apartment. That was great. Oh, nice. Let's go into some uh, interesting facts about the episode. Apparently, the episode had an original name. It was supposed to be Funeral for a Friend, but uh, Fire and Water just has a little bit better ring to it, personally. So many of those servicemen that we saw at Jackson's Memorial Service are actually United States Air Force personnel. Uh, Makes a lot of sense. They probably had their own uh, attache from the Air Force to come in and do some extras. This was the only episode directed by Alan Eastman. Like I said, Alan Eastman is definitely not going to show up anytime soon, or at all, actually. And obviously Gerard Plunkett played uh, Counselor Tuplo earlier on on the Broca Divide. Uh, That's it for for fun facts that I've got. Uh, let's get into the rewatchability uh, for me. Uh, this episode actually is definitely a 4 or 4.5. It's really good. It has almost no bearing on the overarching story. It's a one-off. Uh, like I said, the Onus don't show up ever again. We never see them. Uh, the fight of the gold happens mainly be by, between the Tok'ra, the... Um, humans and the Jaffa at some point. So it's really it's really unnecessary kind of story, but it's still a good story, and I really feel like you should see it. If only to see Daniel Jackson's character get forged in water at this <laughs> in, at this point. So I, I definitely would say it's, it's a good episode. You definitely should watch it during a rewatch. That's it for today's episode. Uh, I know Ryan missed it, but uh, we'll see him next week. Comic Book Fridays, we'll continue our Eternals, uh, getting prepped for Judgment Day. And then uh, we'll see the next episode of uh, Stargate, which is Hathor. That's a very good one. Um, so follow us on Twitter, Facebook, at 7 Days to RSG. Um, me and Ryan have been contemplating going through uh, critical, or sorry, um, critiquing fan theories about uh, certain uh, movies and, and TV shows. Uh, so ones that the, that are like mainly conspiracy theories about the characters. Um, for instance, one being where Walter Sobchak from The, um, the Big Lebowski uh, is making Donnie up for the most part. Um, and one of us will take the uh, point and the other one will take the counterpoint. Catch us on those episodes. Um, We'll let you know a little bit more once we've got one going. Um, So we wish you seven days to rock and stone, Guardians. Later. Later.